everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And today I have with me my lovely and beautiful co-host and fiance, Deborah Micus. How are you doing today, Deborah? I'm doing well. Most excellent fiance. So Deborah doesn't even know why I've asked her to come into the studio, and it's probably about almost 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday night. But I felt inspired to record a podcast because I feel like um, the food entrepreneur interviews are going very well. Uh, we're launching this summit. But I also think it's time to sort of take what Deborah and I do in the Motivational Mondays um, and that sort of format. Well, we won't be doing Motivational Mondays, but give it its own podcast. So we're going to be moving over. So this episode is gonna, actually going to be a crossover episode into the Centurion Battalion podcast. So that being said, we're going to discuss topics that are a little more involved with Deborah and I. Um, you won't have as many episodes released at a time. We'll release them as we get time and we feel like it. But this particular episode is going to be about a couple things. One is overcoming di- adversity and how structuring your life and forming the right habits can lead to successes in your life and then the importance of that structure in maintaining health and exercise to relieve stress and things like that. So I'm going to give the mic over to Deborah because she's recently talked a lot about overcoming diversity. So I think this is a podcast bet for her to start leading. Okay. So I guess I'm being thrown right in here, which is great. So the other day on our Centurion call, we had... I was the one leading the call, and the topic that I picked was overcoming adversity because I think it's fair to say that everyone has some form of adversity in one form or another, whether it's in your personal life or financial or with your children or maybe someone's health or with your job. You know, there's lots of things. Or maybe the adversity is that you're wanting to learn a new skill and it's time management so that you have time to do it. So it comes in lots of different forms. And I believe that most everyone is always juggling something and therefore they're having to overcome this adversity on a daily basis. So I thought that the topic was applicable to really everyone. It was something that is universally felt. And so that's why I picked the topic. Um, I really kind of got into it. it. It made me think a lot about why, uh, like what's the best thing to do? What's like step one in overcoming your adversity? And I think, you know, one of the things I really talked about was attitude and having a positive attitude. Um, you know, there's a quote that I say often, which is you never know when you're having a good day. And I think it's one of those things that sometimes when you're facing adversity, You just don't know what that's going to look like when you look back on it six months down the road. And the example I gave was, you know, way back when, when I first started my career, I was in investment banking. And when that whole thing happened, um, I ended up getting laid off. And I remember just being so stressed out. I had just purchased a home. And so here I had a mortgage. I was only like 24 years old and I had a mortgage and I had been laid off from my job and it was very stressful. But Had that not happened that day, I would have never started um, a company that I had. And it really kind of catapulted me into a different part of my life that I did so much growing in, so much learning in. Being an entrepreneur, there was a lot of really wonderful things about that. 
So, you know, the attitude was really one of the things that I brought up. And so, I don't know, Justin, how about you? How, how do you face adversity? I don't overcome? know. You know, adversity is a, a very interesting thing. And um, it's hard because it's, it's in all of our lives. And, and whether we're born rich or poor, um, our adversity looks different. But I think it affects us the same because we don't know any different. Um, but I mean, you know, things are hard and we put ourselves into situations that can be hard for us that we've got adversity and we need to overcome. And then there's also situations that appear to be out of our control that we're stuck in that seem like adversity that we have to figure out to get unstuck from. So, I mean, you gave a demonstration of something about losing your job and, the adversity and having to overcome it because you just bought a home. And so you had to overcome that hardship, you know, so it's, there's many things. I think it's both in business and in our personal lives that we face things that are super hard. And sometimes as human beings, we don't know why we do the things we do or the patterns that we create that create our own adversity in life. And so you know, I think it's twofold. I think that adversity comes in a lot of forms. I think as an entrepreneur, we choose to go into adversity to overcome it because that's part of the adventure of being an entrepreneur and having a tolerance for it. However, I think some people handle adversity different than others. And, you know, I've learned to handle some in some ways and other in other ways, and I don't always handle it well. But it's interesting if I look back over this last six years of my life and the adversity that I had to overcome to get to where I am, to have the life that I have with you, Deborah, number one, and the beautiful life that we have. But, you know, on the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast, just in the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast, I never really dive deep into to myself and, and what really goes on in some of that adversity that's gone through to get here or get businesses to where, where I am. And so I kind of feel that we need to talk about it. Like as the host, you know, I ask a lot of people to be vulnerable and dive deep in and I'm vulnerable with my family, but I'm never vulnerable to the point where I choose to really talk about, you know, what happened in my life or things that I've had to overcome or, what we'd call lessons, you know, some people would call them failures, but I call them lessons because I had to learn them in order to get to where I am right now. And a lot of them were personal for me. And one of the main personal lessons from me had to do with relationships and how the relationships I was choosing was also attracting the same type of business partners in my life that had both negative effects in my relationships and negative effects in the business partnerships I was choosing because I was attracting those things. So I think an, an added other point a little bit is laws of attraction and sort of what that means in life and, and when you live it and you know it. But I really want to dive in. But first, I want to talk a little bit about um, what all of that is. For you as well. I know, I don't want to take over the whole mic, but I wanted to give it to you. But I really want to dive into personal adversity as well as business adversity. This is a business entrepreneur podcast, obviously, but 
as we transition into also doing the Centurion Battalion podcast, which is going to be based mainly off of leadership. I think there's a lot of leadership adversity that we face. And in order to be a leader, you've got to learn how to deal with adversity, both in your personal life and in your professional life. What do you think? Uh, Definitely. I mean, you know, leadership looks like a lot of different things as well. But let's say we're talking about leadership in the form of your career, your entrepreneurial endeavors, whatever that might be. But, you know, I think when you're talking about it in that forum, it's um, you're needing to lead, right? So when you're having adversity, it's to show, you know, how best to do that by example. So a lot of that is turning to other people for help. It's also not self-sabotaging, right? A lot of people kind of can get down on themselves or critical of themselves. They don't talk to themselves the way they would talk to their friend if it was the friend having the adversity. So I think modeling is a huge thing. And I think on the flip side, again, in a leadership role, when you talk about that, it's as other people within your business, within your sphere, you know, whatever role you play in their lives, I think that as they're experiencing adversity, it's learning how to be a really good listener, um, how to be empathetic, and to kind of create a safe space and kind of withhold your judgment, your opinions, your advice until you're asked, but to really just be a safe place and a place where, um, you know, they can express what what it is they're exactly going through. So I think depending on which side of the coin you're on from a leadership position, you can either model it or you can just be a safe place for someone to come. And I agree with that 100%. So, you know, I want to, I want to really dive into this topic because the importance of a safe place, I don't think you can realize how much you could save someone's life. And, um, you know, I'm not going to get into major details, but Deborah and I provide safe places for each other. And there's hardships that we've gone through in our personal lives that probably no one would guess because we're on the podcast and, and on the outside, there's a lot of great things. And it's not a issues between Deborah and I, but issues that we've had to go through in our past that where supplying a safe place for each other is so important. Uh, especially in our relationship, especially in our personal lives, and especially in our business life as well. And so I'm just going to dive in a little bit to to my particular piece and, and sort of adversity, because I think giving an example to anyone out there that can relate, and it's something I've never talked about, and it's something that um, is very vulnerable with me, but I feel like if anyone's out there that this may help, you know, you can see where we are now with the podcast. We're 145 episodes in, you know, people have heard us talking about Georgia and the success we're having there and, and building a company, but there's still adversity along the way. You still have issues in a business to get there. But something that I've learned is it's the adversity. It's the hard times that bond you, but the adversity has to be the person going through adversity, you have to go through it together. If a person in your relationship is the one causing the adversity, that's not, you know, to Deborah's point, hopefully it's not the person you're trying to gain adversity over. So, you know, I'm going to just straight up say in my past, 
you know, before there was a Deborah and a Justin, there was a relationship that I had and a marriage that I had. And one of the things that I didn't realize, even while I was in it, is, and this is embarrassing to say, and it's a little bit humiliating as a man, because you would never think that a female could abuse a man. But there is things that happen in relationships sometime that are harmful to the male and female relationship. And for me, I didn't realize it happened because it was a slow trickle. Um, Deborah used this term the other day to describe a slow trickle of when things get bad and you don't realize how bad they are, um, maybe even not how bad they were until years later, or to someone shows you something different. And obviously, Deborah showed me something different. But I got into a relationship where there was a slow trickle of isolation, of domination, of, of verbal uh, abuse and negativity on a regular basis, um, capitalizing on my always wanting to help people as a way of making me never feel good enough. And I think that that led into me always trying to prove myself which gave me a lot of successes in business and in life during that period of time. But it led me to choose a lot of business partners and business relationships as time went on that were not healthy for me, that people would start taking advantage of me. And until more recently, I didn't realize that that was because that was what I was modeling, right? We just talked about modeling, but I was modeling it in the relationship with my, the person from my past who I, I won't name, but that I then did it in my business life, you know? So if we allow it at home, we're going to allow it everywhere we are. You know, how we do one thing is how we do everything. And it took me a long time and it took me going to grad school and meeting other people and sort of being able to separate myself from the relationship a lot that helped me realize what was going on and the abusive tendencies of the relationship. And so, you know, I don't think that many men out there understand or have the courage to face it because, you know, it makes you look weak as a male or it makes you look cowardly. But the most courage that you can have and the bravest thing you can do is get out of a situation like that. Um, especially if you're talking about having kids or bringing kids in the world, that's not something you want to pass on to the next generation. And it's one of those things that I'm being very vulnerable on here, but I didn't know that that was going on. And it's not because my parents were that way or whatever, you know, um, it's something that happened to me as a kid that I don't want to get into this podcast, but it led me into believing that I wasn't good enough. And then someone capitalizing on it, no matter how much, how well I did in business and things like that, you know, when you doubt yourself all the time, um, you're always looking to try to prove yourself. And it's a very defeating thing with no matter how much money you make, no matter how many cars you buy, no matter how many, you know, how much you provide for someone or, or your family that it's never good enough. And it's a very defeating feeling that can really take the life out of you. And so if you're someone out there that's feeling this in your business life and in your life, let me tell you that it's okay to start over. It's okay to give it all up. You know, um, people always ask, why did you, you know, I walked out with a suitcase, the dog, a car, 
and and that's about it and then went through a, a hellacious divorce and you know and walked away with just the stock and food service partners and then moved on from there and you know when i moved to colorado in the belief of starting a relationship with deborah i literally had an apartment that i slept on a floor with a pillow <laughs> and sorry um and a blanket from ikea and a tv that played old DVDs, not even Blu-ray DVDs. That's how cheap the TV was. And I used the box from a TV, you know, as a table, and I bought pots and pans, and I started my life over again because anything was better, no matter how much money I had or how much money there was or the cars or, or whatever, nothing could compare to the feeling of feeling defeated like that. So... Even on the floor, I had Brutus, our dog, and I had a chance, which was just all I needed. So if you're out there and, you know, you're having something or you're trying to build a business and you feel like someone's always kicking you down and and beating you down, that is adversity, you know, and you can overcome it. And there are people out out there to help you. So I didn't want to get in the weeds, but I feel like you know, without telling you guys the story and my story and all of you listening to the podcasts that are out there that, you know, you can overcome things. You can build your businesses. You can help the world around you, but you've got to help yourself first. And when you help yourself first, six years down the road, you start to have things that are happening in our lives, in Deborah and I's lives, and in my life in particular, my life doesn't look anything like it used to. And it's an amazing thing, and I'm very thankful, and I've always been very lucky and grateful to God for the things he's given me and the lessons. But I did have a choice, and I had to make a different choice for me, and that may seem selfish, and we can get into the whole thing of you know staying married and whatnot, But marriage is about partnership and marriage is about being equal with someone to go into the future together, not always putting someone else down to make yourself feel better. That's not right. Or blaming someone for everything that goes wrong or always taking advantage of another person. That's not a relationship. And if you're in one of those, you know, I I can tell you that you can get out and it takes hope. And it takes time and it takes distance, but you can do it. So I'm sorry to take over your podcast, Deborah. I wanted her to talk, but <laughs> I sort of wanted to just talk about that as adversity and, you but, know, we can, we can keep talking, but. I mean, I think boiling it down to what I just heard you say, and I've heard you say it along the way over the years, is that the dignity of having your own and having made that different choice, regardless of anything material and, or in that case, not having anything material is that was a much happier place for you to be. And that was your way of overcoming adversity, right? Like you chose to take care of yourself and your dignity and your ability to, you know, make that different choice ultimately was that first step you had to take. Well, exactly. So, and I think, 
you know, it's, and to get out of it, you have to find structure in your life. Um, I let someone else provide me with the structure of my life, which gave them control over the way I did things. And, and when I'd step out of it, you know, this guilt of doing it or this shame. And so, you know, one of the things that, that helped get you out of a situation like that, but also if you're not in a situation like that, that matters is finding some sort of structure in your life because it gives you the balance you need. It helps open up your mind to move forward. So, you know, what is overcoming adversity? You know, it's being able to take a step back and say, I need to do things differently, but it starts with forming different habits and it starts with distancing yourself from things sometimes. Other times adversity means you have to go through something. So you don't really have a choice. You really have to just sit in it and work your way through it. And that's a lot of owning your own business, right? There's different adversities that you've dealt with um, in owning a business. For sure. And I think that a common theme here is that um, consistency, that's huge, right? Like the more you can be consistent in your life and the not giving up part, because those two things, you got to keep going. You got to find your way to make it all happen. And, um, you know, I say it all the time. I would way rather hire someone who is driven and passionate um, over someone who maybe has like a degree or something. I just think that if you have that work ethic and you have the desire, there's not much that you can't overcome. And uh, I think that's what you're talking about. And whether you're applying it to a hard situation, I mean, we're talking about overcoming adversity, but I think even in, uh, you know, whatever it is in your life, whatever goal you're trying to achieve, which you know, that's the tactic, right? So whether you're trying to get over an adversity, you're ultimately trying to advance your life. And to do that, there's consistency and there's hard work. And if you're willing to put it in, you know, you can really map out what you want. And, you know, I think there's a real big eye-opening thing that um, is a little humbling. But when, if you don't like what your life looks like, you've heard people say this, if you don't like what your life looks like, make a different choice. Because all the choices you've made to this exact moment in time is why your life looks the way that it looks. So if you don't like your life or you don't like a component of it, you have to decide to make different choices. And the second you start doing that... Um, it gives you confidence. It starts making your life look a little bit different and it empowers you. So there's a lot of things about, um, really kind of taking control of that, owning that. I mean, the getting rid of that victim mentality of, you know, thinking maybe someone has a better lot or they were given a better hand, probably so, you know, but it's what you do with it that ultimately is the difference. And what work are you willing to put into it? And I think a lot of it is, People don't always um, take the time to think about what they even want. They're so busy being just, you know, trying to get through things, just trying to one foot in front of the other, and their life is so busy that they don't take a moment to sit back and go, what, what do I want? You know, you only get so many years on this planet, and so what is it you want? And what, it, you know, when your days come to an end, are, are you going to look back and wish you would have done other things? Because today's the day, you know, you got to seize the moment and have the life you want to have and surround yourself with people who are like-minded because that's really going to help you move that ball forward. Yeah. And I think that's part of, 
you know, if you want positivity in your life, you got to surround yourself with positivity because it attracts positivity. And like the example I gave before, I was in a negative situation and it started attracting more and more negativity until I was able to step out and do something different and go to graduate school and surround myself with, with some like-minded people. Um, but it was merely just a stepping stone um, of becoming who I am now. And I did have to change. Not only did I have to change my life, as Deborah said, but you know, if I want something different, you ha- you can change it. It had to start with changing myself. And if you're struggling in your business, you know, the first thing to do is change the way you're doing things, you, because you have control over it. Because we talk about insanity a lot. And that's what I was doing before in my life is I was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result or expecting to get treated better or no matter how, how much or how great I treated someone, I was not being treated the same way in return. And yet I was still doing it. So it's the same in our businesses, right? When we, when we're expecting something different, we have to change first. Right. I mean, I think what you're talking about, I mean, it's like you're trying to get yourself out of a hole and you're digging faster and faster, but the faster you dig, the deeper you get. Right. So, I mean, at some point you have to be like, Hmm, I maybe need to rethink about how I'm going to do this. Right. You got to kind of see things a little bit differently. Yeah. And it's, and you know, it's not easy. That's the the thing. If you think it's easy, uh, you're never going to get to where you are. I mean, the six years that, to get to where I am, the, the, you know, five years I've been in Colorado and rebuilding my life, it wasn't an easy road. It wasn't an easy thing. And if you guys think that you make a decision, it's over. Like I said, there was a pillow, literally a comforter. I said blanket before from Ikea. There was a couple of pots and pans and a TV. And like I said, it was rebuilding slowly. Um, and, and I think that the thing with that though is, is, um, you know, every step of the way, I mean, we just talked about this the other day, you know, we were kind of going through some stuff and there was a little bump in the road and we were talking about it. We're like, this is what it's about. It's not about 10 years down the road. It's not about 20 years down the road. It's not when you achieve something. It's literally today. You know, it's like, are you enjoying the path? Because the path is life. You know, there's not going to be some moment where all of a sudden confetti falls from the sky and it's going to be this ta-da moment, you know, like it's gradual, it's every day. And it's, you know, you got to enjoy it. You got to have a smile on your face and walk outside and hear the birds chirp and have sun on your face and really kind of enjoy what you have. And if you aren't being able to find the joy in that, you know, a lot of that comes from attitude. That's for sure. I think perspective is a huge component of life. And, um, you know, it's not like if you only had a different house or if you only had a different car, if you had different friends or, you know, that's, that's not, that's being more of a victim mentality. That's not the thing that's going to do it. It's kind of having the right perspective. It's prioritizing the things that are important to you in your life and, and going after them. That's really what does it. It's, um, it's not the material things. It's not all that stuff. I mean, of course those things are nice, but it's not going to make you be a joyous human. What's going to make you be a joyous human is really knowing yourself and enjoying your life in pursuit of the things that make you happy and that put a smile on your face and, you know, make it so your day-to-day life is joyous. 
Well, and I think it's the little things, right? It's not the big things. It's not doing the big things. That's not how change happens. It's the little things. You know, we talked about, you know, to Deborah's point, this is what we do, but it's always been that way. And since Deborah's come into my life, she's been that positivity for me to move forward. But she's also been the one, and I give her 100% of the credit, that has, you know, helped me along the way and rebuilt who I am. Um, because, like, there was not a lot of confidence left in who I was from my previous relationship. There was a lot of hard things and insecurities that I had to go through. And so I was building myself one one way at a time. And it's almost an analogy because at the same time, you know, I was had to buy one thing at a time. I had to buy a bed and a box spring was my <laughs> next thing. And it was literally on the floor yeah. for months. And but each one I, was a fun thing. It was like an adventure and it was a fun thing. And so as much as you had to get one thing at a time, it also was like fun. It was kind of a constant little, and sometimes there were little things and sometimes they were bigger things, but there was joy in each step of that. Yeah, and I would say it was the most rewarding things, you know, and I got to do it with Deborah, which was amazing, and um, as her a part of my life and me a part of her life, but there was so much feeling of accomplishment and pride and proud moments and confidence building that happened because they had to be such small steps at first and such little steps to get a big step. You know, I don't, I think I had an air mattress as a sofa (laughs) for about three months. And I think that, um, you know, I eventually got a barbecue because I didn't have anything inside to help cook with. So we, I barbecued also. And, you know, you kind of start piecing things together. Um, and it's just kind of crazy, you know? I mean, I feel like there was a lot of laughter in that time too. You know, it was just like the ability to kind of, I mean, of course that was hard, right? And if you got mired in the difficult part of it, then, you know, that's like the negativity. That's the hard part. But when you look at it and you're like, oh my God, it's so funny. Like, look at my couch, which is really an air bloat mattress or whatever. And you can laugh at yourself a little bit, right? Like it's, it brings joy to the whole situation. It makes it so, it's not so bad. And there's fun in each step of it. Absolutely. And so, you know, and I think that that provided structure in my life at that time that I absolutely needed. And it's that same type of structure that we try to have now. And Deborah and I talk a lot about right now because, you know, as your life changes or as you grow, you know, um, you have to change the structure of your life. And it's been a lot of topics in a lot of different ways coming into our life. But I think it's so important that you, um, that you understand that there is ways to structure life for success. And there are little habits that you can create every day or little things you can do that after six years, you look back and you can't believe you started there. But even then we were doing the little things to get to where we are now. You know, and I mean, that all being said, not to pat myself on the back, but, you know, Deborah and I are are engaged and that's a pretty big deal. Who You know, I had to rebuild (laughs) myself personally and Deborah and I had to get through some of our insecurities about relationships because of our past and, and sort of some hardship and adversity within our own relationship with each other because... 
you know, there's a lot of wounds we carry around with us, whether it's from our childhood or our previous relationships that need safe places to heal and structure helps that when we, when we actually have structured conversations and and understand the boundaries of it, the conversations are not hurtful and they're not bad there. We can have success in it and we can be proud of the way we accomplish things and go about them together. And then, you know, one of the things that's, you know, hard is, you know, you've got to build trust and trust when you had something like I've had in the past, you have trouble building that trust because you don't know if someone's going to take advantage of you or not. And Deborah's been the most amazing person and the safest place to always prove that there are people out there that are trustworthy. There are people out there that help you. And obviously I have my family and my parents and all that, and they've always modeled that for me. But for some reason I went off path. I, I chose poorly in my relationships and until I met Deborah, I didn't realize what was possible, but just keeping this in mind too, Deborah's also my business partner. Deborah's my partner in life. Deborah's my best friend. You know, Deborah is someone that has come into my life and, given me faith and hope again um, that wasn't always there before. You know, I struggled for it for a lot of years, and I went to a really good high school, and, you know, I did pretty well in, in, in high school and understanding faith and hope, but I lost a lot of it as I, I started choosing relationships poorly, and Deborah's really brought faith and hope back into the center of my life to accomplish the things that were we're doing now. So thank you, Deborah. You're welcome. Justin makes me sound like a, a saint. And I really appreciate that he acknowledges, you know, but I'm a human, we all have our stuff. And, um, you know, but one, thank you. That's very sweet of you. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, we definitely work well together. We are very fortunate that we have found each other, and that we've been able to grow together. And so I mean, I think, that's part of, you know, when we talk about overcoming adversity, it's being able to reach out. And, and that's hard for people sometimes because um, a lot of people have a lot of history of reaching out and it doesn't work out so well for them. So they're very tentative. And I think that's the trust topic, right? You know, finding the people who can you really trust and who are your people. And when you find those people, it's important to reach out to them, you know, that there's a lot more love in the world than you would imagine at times, especially in times of adversity, because, you know, that really can kind of push you down. But, you know, being able to find your people and be able to realize that you can trust them and they can be there for you. I mean, that's a lot of, it it lends a lot of security, which then leads to self-esteem, which, you know, a lot of that you have to build yourself. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to have those around you who love you and care about you. You know, they can sometimes prop you up a little bit too during those hard times. So, you know, and I think that Justin and I have both had things that we've had to go through in life that we were very fortunate to have each other to help get through that. And whether it was, you know, emotional or, you know, dealing with relationships or dealing with finances, you know, we've been there for each other really through thick and thin. And we've gone through quite a lot. And, you know, um, one of the things with that too, is I feel like adversity, especially when you think about that within couples is you kind of have an option. And if you choose it as a couple to let it be the thing that you 
that brings you together and you kind of go side by side and take it on head on, you're going to become closer in your relationship. And that's like a true intimacy, you know, really knowing that someone has your back and you have theirs. Um, it builds that, that intimacy and, uh, you know, but unfortunately sometimes in relationships, people can kind of take those adversities and, get on opposite sides of it and really let it drive that wedge between them, which is unfortunate. And, you know, so sometimes, again, it goes back to perspective. What's your perspective? And can you align your perspective with your person or, you know, whoever it is that you're leaning on to kind of let whatever that adversity is kind of be the thing that you guys are going to tackle together? Well, and I think no couples or persons adversity is the same or no business adversity is the same we all deal with things differently and every business is different every person's different every couple's business but if you know even at business partners you know there's this thing that can happen that if you don't make sure you have a good relationship a positive relationship that's equal that's not saying there aren't negative times but if things are positive and you're on the same way and you're both willing to go through adversity together, you you get rid of the, the loneliness. You know, there's loneliness in good times, but there's nothing like feeling alone during adverse times. And I think that that's a major one that can happen in your business with business partners, which I, I know very well. Um, and then there's a lot of blame that it's your fault and trying to take companies from you. That's what that one can look like. And then there's adversity and not going through it in relationships where there's blame, you know, it's your fault. You did this. Why is this happening to us? Because you did something. There's not like we're in this together. We made the decision together and we're going to get through it together. And when you switch that perspective, it's different, but some people just can't do it. I mean, it's just not who they are and that's okay. That's and actually, you know, an interesting topic. And it's one of the things that I sometimes have a difficult time with is when people um, blame other people, I, I mean, we all we all have our parts, right? But when everyone wants to be as woe as them, and it's because what everyone else did to them, yes, sometimes that's true. But it's this is where like you can't have the victim mentality. You have to kind of pull yourself up and say, "What's my part in it?" You know, what did I contribute to this? Because it takes two to tango, right? It's not just one person. It takes two. And um, I think that the more you can have the mentality of really being introspective and saying, what's my part in it? How can I do this different? How can I maybe reposition something to try to, you know, have that ability to align and not let something become a wedge, but to unite you with, you know, against an adversity is really important. And so, you know, that's sometimes tricky, right? Because if you want to be introspective, but the person you're with, or, you know, if you're in business with someone or whatever your scenario is, does not do it that way, you kind of are end up in a pattern where everything's your fault. And that's a difficult one. Because while, you know, of course, you have a part in it, it's it takes two. And so that's always a tricky one. Well, and, you know, there there's the thing what you just talked about, which is, you know, taking ownership of something. So yes, if I'm involved in something, there's blame, blame's the wrong word. I don't want to use that word, but there's ownership of things that happen that I need to take on that I did and I'm responsible for it. But it, for something to be all your fault when you're in a relationship, it's just, 
it's unless you really make a bad decision or you really do something, you know, it's usually not as quite as black and white as it's all your fault. Right. And like, it's the same in business. It's the same in life. It's the same with your kids, you know, that you, they may mess up. Right. But you've really got to ask yourself, what did I do or what am I modeling that's causing this behavior? You know, and is there a different way to do it? And it's the same in your relationship. What am I doing in this relationship that's causing this between us if something's not going right? Maybe I'm doing something also. And it's hard to look at yourself. And it's really hard to look at yourself if someone's always looking at you also. And it's all your fault, you (laughs) know, because you're blaming yourself. Someone else is blaming you. And how do you change that? You know, and if both people in a relationship or in a business who are business partners aren't willing to look at their own parts or their own responsibilities or the willingness to change and take ownership of things so they can change them um, and take responsibility for each of the parts that they need to, you really can't grow. It's impossible, you know? No, it's true, you know? And so, I mean, that's really just, you know, I think the gist of all of it is that that ownership is important and that when you're figuring out who you're partnering with in life, in business, in your friendships, in whatever way that is within your family, it's really trying to find relationships that are even. It's not one-sided. It's not um, a power. One person has a power play or has, you know, some higher figure. It's an equal thing. And, and it's up to each individual to have to kind of put that out there to hold their own to you know ex- i don't want to say expect it but a little bit to a little bit say this is what i am worthy of and it's also in treating other people with respect to give them that same courtesy well and the other thing that i think and i agree with you is how do we look at life in that there's two ways that we receive things in a relationship? And when you realize this, there's a really a key that happens and a huge box opens up, which is when, you know, and Deborah and I actually were talking about this today, which is why I think it's so important and there's growth in it, is that I, as Justin, need certain things and need Deborah to love me and appreciate me and gift me certain things that make me feel good. But I also need to be open to Deborah doing the things that she wants to do for me and gift me things and give me things and need things to do for me that makes her feel good and vice versa. I need to be willing to give Deborah things that she needs and I need to know what she wants. It's not about only about what I want to give her or I want to how I want to love her. I need to love her in the way she needs to, but I also need to love her in the way that I need to love someone. So there has to be a balance and you have to be willing to accept someone's love the way that they want to love you and you need to be willing to um give your love in the way that you need to and have that person accept it also. So I think there's this weird balance i mean there's it's always balance right you got to balance things and well i think the important part of that too and we were talking about this a little bit today is is on one side um giving someone something they want part of what's really sweet about that is 
you feel seen, right? Like if someone gives you something that you want, you're like, how'd you even know? Well, they know because they're paying attention to you, right? So that's awesome. And it's also really sweet when they give you something that is something they like because they're like, this is something that brings me a lot of joy. And I want to share that with you. I want to show you how cool this is because it's something I love, right? So it's, it's both of them are beautiful things and um, kind of finding appreciation in both ways, right? Like to acknowledge that and whether you're the giver or the receiver, the concept is the same. You know, it's fun to share with people the things that you enjoy and it's fun to be seen and or to see other people and know what they love. Yeah, I think you're 100% spot on is, is how do we do it? And obviously we're not 100% perfect. So we're throwing out this thing <laughs> a device, we do not do it perfectly. Uh, you know, this is always a work in progress. This is not perfection. Of course. And it's, you know, how do you move forward? But how do you take these enlightening moments and both be willing to love each other enough and put down your walls and have an open enough heart? We talk about open heart policy in business in this podcast and instead of an open door policy, but you got to have an open heart policy in your relationships too if you're going to practice it at work. I think something with that too is, um, you know, when we really think about it, kind of the, there's entitlement and expectations. They're kind of a real, they're, they really cause a lot of problems. They really do. Um, that entitlement, it's just, uh, you know, if you just expect everyone to do things for you, you're never really being appreciative of anyone. Right. And then they feel taken advantage of it and downhill you go. Right. So it's just kind of a, Big no-no. And expectations, it's kind of the same thing as entitlement. You expect someone to do something. You know, I heard a really great analogy. It's like if you're sitting there and you're, let's say, at home and you're, you know, I walked into your kitchen, you you know, I'm a guest in your home, and I walk past the trash, and I'm like, hey, you want me to take that out of the trash? You'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. But if your husband or wife or however that goes walk past and when to take out the trash, you might not say thank you to them, right? Because you might just expect that they should do that. And if they didn't do it, you might even be upset that they didn't. And so, you know, off to the races you go, right? And it's all because there's these expectations. And they kind of can be a big, you know, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your family, you know, however you want to slice that, it's the same concept. Entitlement and expectations are really kind of a, a hard thing. They they really make people feel um, not appreciated. It's it's, and so it's a tough one for sure. I think that's one of those things that people kind of need to check their own expectations because you can build resentments. Because when you're expecting someone to do something and then they don't do it, you're, it's not really fair either if you think about it because you're not even telling them what you want. It's just all hustling around in your own brain and festering your own like little thing going on then that's not fair yeah the it's tough expectations are are one of those things where you got to be careful with because then someone never impresses you or you don't feel that they love you because you're expecting something in your head and you know you do have to be careful with that I will say that there's a balance because entitlement and someone who is overly entitled that's a hard thing and that's become part of it and you know I don't deal well with that Deborah doesn't deal well with that no one. 
And so, you know, when you're a hard worker and you believe you have to earn everything, when you're dealing with someone who's entitled that they deserve it, you know, that becomes a very stressful situation and becomes very hard. Um, even as business partners, you can have entitled business partners who believe they deserve something versus going out and working hard for earning it. And that can cause imbalance in the relationship. Um, but, you know, there is ways to start over. It's okay to walk away from a business relationship. It's okay to walk away from a relationship and start over. I am proof of it. Um, Deborah's proof of it in other ways as well. And, you know, there is hope on the other side. You know, there is, it's not all butterflies and rainbows, but it's not all, you know, poo emojis and sadness, <laughs> you know. So, you know, there there is a way that the butterfly and rainbows, while it doesn't happen that way, you have to earn it and you have to work at it every day. But if you come into life thinking you deserve something, usually the universe and the laws of attraction are going to not give it to you because you think you deserve it already. So you're not working for it. So you're not going to attract other people that are working for it. So it's never going to happen to you. And so, you know, I feel bad for, for those people. And I'm sorry if anyone is in the audience that's that way. But what happens is you're never going to experience real love. You're never going to experience real success or real accomplishment because you think you deserve it. But if you go out there and earn it and work for it, that's a great thing, you know? And so it's like there's a trophy for every place, not just first place. Well, does every place deserve a trophy? Probably not, you know? So when and we got to be careful of rewarding for things that aren't success or aren't accomplishment, even in our own lives for ourselves, you know, I don't need to reward myself for picking up Brutus's poo in a bag. That's just doing the right thing. That's not, I deserve to reward myself or I'm entitled to some reward because I did it. I'm just doing the right thing. Right. So you've got to be careful on how you look at that because you can create things that you start feeling entitled or you get empowered. And as soon as you start getting entitled, you start blaming everyone else for your, your problems and step taking responsibility. Well, and for then the victim mentality, and then you're into the negative zone and it's kind of a tumbleweed, right? Into the wrong direction. And so the positive, it's again, you go back to attitude, you, you know, and the laws of attraction and the more positive you can be, and you're going to surround yourself with like-minded people and kind of work in that direction. And so just because things are hard um, or you're facing something difficult, it doesn't mean you can't still, in combination with that, also have joy and happiness and positivity and hope, right? There's always hope. There's always another, you know, I love getting outside into nature. To me, um, and I live in Colorado, so you know, you always look up and you see the mountains out there and they're enormous. They're just so big. Right. And then you see you and, you know, it's easy to just kind of get a little perspective. You realize how big you are. And most of the things you're worrying about are really kind of festering inside your brain. They're not, no one else knows about them. It's just, you know, what your reality is based on your perspective and all that. So I love getting outside. I feel like it's a great way to kind of get out there and realize that, you know, it's, it's not as bad as you think. And that, you know, there's going to be another day, the sun's going to rise again tomorrow. 
and you've got a whole new, you know, opportunity to, to try and create that life that you want and keep making different choices until it looks the way you want it to. And so I, Deborah might have just dropped the mic there and walked out of the room. That was so impactful. <laughs> so um, with that being said, I sort of just want to wrap this up because we're, like I said, everyone, we're starting a new format. Um, these sort of the motivational ones, the, the leadership talks where Deborah and I are more involved or we're going to involve people. We're going to separate that into a new podcast called the Centurion Battalion Podcast. And we're still going to do the entrepreneurs and the motivation from the entrepreneurs and the interviews and their stories on Justin, the food entrepreneurs. But we're going to be switching it into two pieces because I feel that I don't want to take away from the food entrepreneurs that are on the food entrepreneurs podcast. And as a business person and as a human being, I'm evolving and something that turned out to be just something that I wanted to do and had a feeling of doing that I needed to do. And I had blind faith in jumping into and doing as just in the food entrepreneurs has sort of pivoted and I've grown and I've learned and I feel like there needs to be separation there. And so you know, if you like Justin the Food Entrepreneurs, um, please keep listening. If you like the Motivational Mondays and sort of the talks by Deborah and I, um, we're going to be doing a lot more of them with a lot of other people and other people, you know, as we form this community around the Centurion Battalion um, for people in the food and beverage space um, to start off with. We'll see where it goes. There may be more pivoting going on. But I want to be a more of a place where Deborah and I can talk openly talk openly with the people that we're involved with to give the inspiration versus it being in confusing to the interview format. I feel like it takes away from the food and beverage entrepreneurs that take away, take their time to be on the podcast. So this will be the last episode like this on just in the food entrepreneurs. And like I said, if you like what we're doing, you can switch over the Centurion Battalion podcast. Um, and so I just, you know, want everyone to know that this is a little bit of day in the life of my life living with Justin. And, you know, he's always got something up his sleeve. He's always, you know, wanting to go on a new adventure, which is super fun. And um, so apparently we're starting a new podcast. We're going to have two. <laughs> and so it's really fun. I'm excited about it. I, I'm learning this as you guys are learning this. And I think it'll be um, there's a lot happening in both of our lives where we have a lot of opportunity to be learning about leadership and we're getting some really good content. We're reading a lot of books and um, it's something we're also doing within our where we work. And so I love it. I love that we're going to take this out a little bit broader and share it with more people. Um, like I said, the content that we've been being able to have in front of us, it's great to have a platform to be able to share it with more people. And I, and I want a place where we can talk about leadership in, in relationships, um, both personal and in business, because I think there's a huge amount of things there and how leadership, well, or just relationships or just whatever the impact of life that we go through. And so the Centurion Battalion is more like, how do we lead our lives both personally and in business? And how do we, you know, navigate these relationships and, and help people and grow people and do the right thing? And I think the, the, just in the Food Entrepreneurs podcast is 
really about the entrepreneurs and the food entrepreneurs telling their story and them helping people in business and in life and from their experiences. But we're going to take it to a whole new level around leadership and business and personal life and, and navigating those things. And Deborah and I can be the guinea pigs and you'll get to see how we navigate some of our relationships at work by having some of those people who are part of the Centurion Battalion community come on the podcast as well as we really dive into some deeper issues. So if I want to go listen to our podcast, <laughs> what's it going to be called? It's the Centurion Battalion podcast. Okay. And are you going to put it the same way you do it with Justin and the food entrepreneurs? It'll be on like... Yep. It'll the... be on over the next two weeks. Um, you know, so give it some time because we're just uploading the first episode. So it takes a while for iTunes and Google Play and Spotify to grab onto it. So you can, you'll eventually be able to find it in all the same places you find Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs. We are still going to do Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs, but we're turning it over all about the food entrepreneurs and not about these sort of things. And then we're going to separate out. The Centurion Battalion will not have as many episodes as Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs. We will record them as we get time. Um, they won't be quite as voluminous, uh, just because it's a different scenario and we got to come up with topics and talk about it. Deborah and I were, if we just, when we had the food entrepreneurs on the podcast, it's about them (laughs) and not saying this is about us, the Centurion Battalion, but what it is about is leading life successfully and navigating both our personal relationships and our business relationships and leading our way through life and even relationships with our children. So how do we sort of look at that in a positive way in a safe place that becomes the podcast? Because we have a lot of interest in those motivational Mondays that we've done and a lot of interest in Deborah and I's podcasts, but that doesn't mean necessarily mean these same people have interests in the food entrepreneur episodes and vice versa. So I want to give the food and beverage entrepreneurs their space and their glory And then we sort of, you know, separate out. And the people that want to listen to both, I love you guys a lot. That's pretty awesome if if you're one of those people who are willing to. But I think the takeaway is this, is, you know, there's adversity in even the podcast. You know, there's, it's been hard to do it. It's been hard to find the time. It's been hard to find what path to go. And I... I've had to take small steps to get to where I am. I mean, geez, I think about trying to load the first three episodes and what a nightmare that was and how long it took me. And now it takes me probably like 15 minutes to load an episode, but it was a learning curve. And so it took small steps to get there. But so my takeaway is this is one adversity is part of your life, no matter whether you want it or not. So you have a few choices. Um, You know, you know, do you just go through it? Um, do you just not go through it and avoid it or even better? Do you find a partner that'll go through it with you together? And once you guys have a partnership, you know, hopefully as great as Deborah and mine, we have become better and better and better and better at going through adversity because we practice it. So takeaway number one, practice going through adversity as an individual or in your relationships, I think it's important. And if you look at adversity as just an opportunity to grow, 
you know, that's pretty awesome. And once you've gotten through adversity over and over again, you start providing structures in your life to help get you through those adversities, structures in your relationships to help get you through adversity, structures in your businesses to help you get through adversity and your employees to get through adversity as a company. And so I think those are really important as well. And when you deal with it positively, you and stop looking at it so much as adversity and opportunities, you're creating that positivity in the laws of attraction that we're talking about. And you're taking ownership of the situation to, to attract more positivity in your life and positive relationships and positives with your business. So it takes one step at a time, just like it's one customer at a time or client at a time. You have to build slowly. It just takes time. It takes work and it takes going through hardship. But hardship is what bonds people. What do you think, Deborah? What are your takeaways? Uh, I on adversity or on the new two new podcasts. Uh, whatever you want. I'm excited that there's I you know obviously just in the food entrepreneurs. I'm glad it's going to continue on, and I think this is a great platform for the new leadership podcast. So I think that's great. Um, I know we've been having lots of content, and I'm excited to push it out. And thanks, Deborah, for coming on. And you've been an amazing co-host and friend, best friend, significant other, now fiance, business partner, <laughs> you know, soulmate for sure. Thank and you. So You're very kind. I hope we can help pass on what we have and guide people um, through our ups and downs as well. And, and everyone out there, you're not alone. You know, life is hard and relationships are hard and business is hard. But we're here, and that's why we're doing the podcast is to to do something great and give back for the beautiful lives that we have, both in business and personally. I agree. So since it's a new kind of episode and Centurion Battalion, do you want to close this out, Deborah? Yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. And if you like what we're doing, tell a friend. And until next time, have a great day. Bye.